It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to the latest e-commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe and it's great to have you listening. In today's episode, we're getting into the world of craft. Just how do you grow a business that provides the supplies necessary to indulge in a hobby? Before we get into all that, let's remember who our sponsors are because without them, the podcast wouldn't be possible. So please do check them out. This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. SendPro Online makes it easy to save time and money, no matter what you send or ship, and you'll always get the best rates and never overpay. With SendPro, you can compare shipping rates between carriers, plus save five cents a letter and up to 40% off USPS priority mail shipping. As a listener, you can get a free 30-day trial and a free £10 scale, but only when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan. That's pb dot com forward slash master plan. Today's special guest is Alana Banks. Alana is the founder of Friday's Off Fabric Shop, an online-only fabric store with a monthly subscription club. Alana launched the business in March 2013, and nearly six years on, they're achieving sales of over $150,000 per year. Hello, Alana. Hello, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm great. Excellent. Really cool to have a guest on from Canada because we don't get a lot, of, a lot of you Canadians on. So thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, right. I've given our listeners a quick overview of you and your business and where you are at the moment. But let's go back in time a bit. How did you get started in e-commerce? Um, sure. So I started uh, in 2013 uh, and I started really without the thought that this would become sort of my full-time job or a business. I started it mostly as an experiment, really. I was working full-time in a public relations agency. And um, I was also teaching at um, a community college in Toronto. And um, I was pregnant with our second son. And uh, I thought, hey, let's just add something extra onto this pile of stuff that I'm doing. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, exactly. Um, I was really interested in e-commerce and Shopify was relatively new at the time. I was also kind of dreaming about maybe an exit strategy for myself in the public relations world. Um, So I, um, I just got started thinking about ideas on how to start a an online business. And I was really into sewing and buying fabric and buying really cool fabrics um, from small boutique shops in Toronto. And um, my sister-in-law, actually, she was the one that said, you know, why don't you start a an online fabric store? Um, because there's really not much available in Canada when it comes to buying modern, cool prints um, online. Uh, and so I just thought about it a bit. And I had been following some other um, online shops in the US that I thought were really cool. Uh, so I just modeled my store after the ones that I thought were, were doing well in the US and got to work right away, um, sourcing I- products and figuring out what I would want to carry. Because that's one of the biggest difficulties in any business, isn't it? Is trying to work out what products to carry. But when it comes down to cloth, that's, I would imagine, somewhat more difficult because there's endless choices, aren't there? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I knew what I wanted. Inter- I, I kind of knew the niche that I wanted to carry. So the fabrics that I carry are are like modern quilting cottons. So I wasn't really into like apparel fabrics or home decor fabrics. Like it was a very niche market that I was looking at. Um, so when it came to honing in on the fabrics that I wanted to carry, it was pretty easy to figure out like what manufacturers I needed to go after and then find those Canadian distributors. So, um, I basically just got to work with an Excel spreadsheet and looked up like phone numbers and email addresses and, and got to work that way. And that was the first step in terms of, um, kind of like starting this business up. Um, and then obviously from there, I had to set up a meeting to buy the fabric because I couldn't really get to work on the, um, on the actual store until I had the product. Um, well, that's kind of how I worked. Maybe I would have done it differently now <laughs> after having more experience. But for me, I just wanted to buy the inventory, have it so that I could then go out and try to sell it. I always think there's like the perfect way of doing things and then there's the way that works for you. And if, you know, to set up a website, you've got to be feeling pretty confident and pretty up to do it. And if, if that requires you having some rolls of fabric in the house, then that's what you need to do. Yeah. So that's basically what I did. This was in uh, January, 2013. And I set up my first meeting with um, a local sales rep for one of the companies that I buy fabric from. And, uh, you know, she actually had me to her home, which I thought was a little bit weird, but whatever. I, I went anyway. And uh, she showed me a bunch of fabrics and she we clicked right off the bat. And to this day, I call her my fabric mama because uh, she kind of took me under her wing and um, really helped me hone the craft of uh, choosing fabrics and coordinating them and like figuring out what would work. Um, because my business model has always been such that I don't buy entire collections. I just sort of pick and choose what I like and what I think looks nice together. So I have more of a curated, like boutique experience when you come to my store rather than some of the bigger stores that you can go and you can buy whatever. You can buy any bit of the collection. So she really helped me and guided me through the whole process of buying the fabric. And since then, like we've become great friends and she has been extremely helpful and encouraging and supportive. So it was a great meeting and I feel like it was just kind of meant to be at, at that time. So I, I bought a bunch of fabric that, um, you know, I had a small budget of money that I just had saved. And, uh, that was my, my first allotment. And then from there, I was able to, go and start building out the site, which was, which ended up being a Shopify platform. Got you. And uh, given you're on Shopify, you must have a few widgets and plugins that you, you would like to rave about. So what, what are the, what might they be? So, um, I've got quite a few that I use, um, but the top ones would be, uh, I use Clavio for my email, uh, which is an amazing, um, e-commerce email platform, um, which is really a step above MailChimp. I was using MailChimp um, for a few years, but then once I switched over to Clavio, it's just a bit of a game changer in terms of like creating email flows and creating campaigns. You can see exactly how much uh, money you're making off, off of each campaign that you send out. They do like card abandonment emails. Um, 
birthday emails. I mean, there's just endless amounts of um, uses with that email platform. So that one is like my top one that I love the most. Um, I use Recharge for my subscription club and then Yachtpo for uh, customer reviews and referrals. Also, I just switched over to Smile, which is a Canadian app um, for their customer loyalty program. Uh, so like rewards and like offering discount codes and stuff like that for, for my customers. I guess your your customer base have the potential to become very loyal, don't they? Yes. When the next when the next when your your next kind of selection comes out, they're there wanting to get X, Y, and Z. Then they're working on a on a blanket or a quilt or something, and they're like, right, I need more pieces and and all the rest of it. So so that so I guess loyalty can loyalty apps can work very well for you. Yes, they work really well. In fact, um, our return customer rate is at sixty three percent which is quite high. Um, I, I didn't really know this, but um, talking to other people in the industry, they're always kind of blown away by that figure uh, because it is a pretty good retention rate in terms of my loyalty uh, and the customer relationship that I have. Yeah, that is 63% is seriously high. Um, for those of you out there listening who are nowhere near that, don't worry. It, that is quite unusual. Um, so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And I mean, it has taken me some time to get up to that number. It hasn't always been that high. Um, but, you know, through the years, people have found out about me and shops have opened, shops have closed, uh, especially in Canada, which is also a very small market. So it's nice to have that customer relationship and community. Definitely. And um, just before we kind of get into a bit more about how you've gone about growing the business and building that community, what does your team look like? Is it just you? Are you outsourcing a lot? Have you got more members of staff around you? What's the, what's the team like? So the team, I mean, primarily is me. <laughs> I, I do most everything. Um, I do have um, an assistant that works with me to help with cutting orders and packing orders. <clears throat> and she works with me for about 10 hours a week. So that is extremely helpful. Um, I also have a bookkeeper that I outsource that type of thing. And that's a, a recent development, but it was just getting too much for me to, to manage the books and accounting is not my strong suit. And then I also have someone that I um, use here and there for my Facebook ads just to help me with that because it's not my wheelhouse either. And I've, for anybody out there who is doing Facebook ads for their business, you, it sometimes can feel like you're bashing your head against a wall. Like sometimes the campaigns work and sometimes they don't. So having someone that's an expert in that area has been really helpful for me. I guess my number one team member or team player is having a business coach. Um, I've been working with, I've worked with a few, uh, but most recently I've been working with, um, a coach and, uh, he's been an integral part of the growth and just support of my business. So he's also a big part of my team. I guess my own, my own like cheerleading squad. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. Well, I said we, we kind of get into the marketing side of things and that the community side of it. So on the, on the marketing side, obviously you had a background in PR before you started this business. So has that been your go-to marketing method or have you found others that have become essential to you? Um, I wouldn't say PR straight up PR has been, has been it for me. 
Um, but obviously having those communication skills and knowing how to get the word out there has been um, huge, especially when it comes to social media, knowing strategies that work in terms of just like fostering a community um, and using the email uh, email list as well and communicating with my customers that way that that's just kind of part of my wheelhouse in terms of like writing and creating content that definitely put me at an advantage for sure. And because I came from a public relations agency, you know, it was kind of just drilled into my head. Uh, client relations was always like top priority. So I've always just treated my customers as though they were my clients. So if they email me, I make sure I get back to them right away. I don't let people wait. Um, I'm extremely, um, thorough when it comes to sort of like those welcome emails or you know the order confirmation email like I've I lay out like when they can expect to receive their fabric when it's going to be cut how they can reach out to me if they have questions so I guess I'm overly thorough when it comes to communicating with people but the customer really appreciates that and I've been told that they appreciate it as well so I'm I'm not sure you can be overly thorough I'm not sure that's possible when it comes to to customers because there are, you know, knowing when it's going to be dispatched, knowing when it's going to be cut, those are kind of really straightforward things that should be there. And I think I think customers increasingly expect it as well. So it's not just a, oh, that's very nice of them. It's a, why haven't they? If it's not there. So I, I, I think you have to go easier on yourself. But I, I just find like my own experiences um, shopping online, like a lot of the times it's not there. It's just a canned email and I want more, you know, and I think the customer, you're right, you know, customers are looking for more. They're expecting a very thorough, thorough answer. So when you just get that canned confirmation, it's a little bit disappointing. And uh, you mentioned social media part of that mix. So it's the email communications, the customer service communications, and also the social media side of things. Have you found any particular platforms are making the biggest impact for you? Um, I think for me right now, Instagram, I'm very engaged on Instagram. And it's the best platform in terms of having a conversation with my customers. Um, I'm not as active on Facebook anymore um, as I used to be, but I think that's sort of felt across the board. I feel like more people are more engaged on Instagram than Facebook right now. So those are the only two platforms that I really use. I mean, I use Twitter rarely and I should probably use Pinterest a little bit more, but I just, I don't have time. I don't have the bandwidth to, to do it all. So for me, Instagram and Facebook are the the big ones. I always think it's, it's better to do one or two really well than it is to try and do everything. Mm-hmm, totally. And not just for social media. <laughs> Probably yeah, that goes for right. everything in life. Do you find in this kind of community um, side of the discussion, do you find that the your subscription customers require a different type of communication and community than those who are just buying products now and then? Um, a little bit. Uh, I do... I, I don't really separate the two. A lot of my subscribers are actually just regular customers as well. Um, but I do communicate with them because as being a subscription club member, you have the opportunity to add to your cart. So because they're receiving a bundle of fabric every month from me, um, I do communicate to them and say, you know, we're getting close to the end of the month. If you want to add anything to your cart to get free shipping, you know, please do so now. So I do communicate with them that way. Um, and then obviously once the bundles are sent out, 
I post pictures and then people comment on it. And it's sort of like a, a little group of excitement to see like what's coming that month. I'm not sure I've I've heard of a subscription box before where you can add extra items in from the general shop because there's a box coming to you anyway. Oh. I think you're the first I've heard heard allowing people to do that, but it makes so much sense. Yes, it's great and uh, the customers appreciate it because they basically get free shipping. It's it's helpful for it's definitely a, a helpful thing and something that is it just started kind of recently in the last one or two years. Um, but definitely something that the subscribers take advantage of. And it, it was clearly is going to make so much sense from your end as well, because you may get a little bit of an extra order. You know, if they wanted to buy a tenner's worth of fabric, then they're not necessarily going to just buy that one off, but they will if they've got an order coming anyway. So you're probably get, getting a bit of extra sales you wouldn't have got. And it's one less parcel to send out, isn't it? It's like Exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Anywhere I can save on, on shipping costs, especially in Canada. I don't know what it's like in the UK, but our shipping in Canada is just ridiculously expensive. Well, luckily in the UK, we're quite small, so it's not too bad. Um, we, we don't have the geographical challenges that uh, that you guys do right thankfully <laughs> and we also have um the royal mail bless them they are um they are legally committed to charge the same amount to deliver to any address in the united kingdom whether oh that's nice it's on one of the scottish islands or whether it's in the middle of london so um I, we have a default option that's a fairly, that's a standard price no matter where somewhere is in, someone is in the uk which is Something which which um, those who don't speak to people in other countries trying to do shipping aren't fully familiar with quite how awesome that actually is. Not great news for the Royal Mail. Yeah, that's very, very, that's very lucky because, I mean, in Canada, our shipping, it can vary from like as low as $9 to as high as $25, depending east and west and north. Right. And I mean, it's, it's definitely just because of the geography of, of our country and how big it is and how far things have to go. But, um, for me, it, it's taken me literally six years to really figure out shipping. <laughs> like I've done flat rate shipping. I've done free shipping. I've increased my prices of my products so that I could like accommodate you name it. I've done it when it comes to shipping, but I think now we're in a bit of a groove. So what does the groove look like? What have you settled on? Well, we've just settled on the calculated carrier shipping that comes through Shopify. So I use Shopify shipping. I've hooked it up with Canada Post, which is our shipping method. And basically, when an order comes in, all the items in my store are weighed. And then there's sort of like a preset package size. And from there, it can be calculated how much the shipping rate will be through Canada Post. Sometimes it's off by maybe like a, a dollar or two, but it's it's fairly accurate. I mean, I don't make any money, obviously, on shipping. In fact, I most of the time pay money out of pocket um, for the shipping. But right now, it's working the best. And I'd love to offer free shipping. But um, you know, from time to time, I do a special sale where I do offer free shipping. And I do offer free shipping for orders over 150. And I also make it, uh, I accommodate it as well. With, if you're part of the subscription club, then you can have like once a month free shipping. So, you know, I know it's a pain point for a lot of customers and I try to accommodate it as much as I can. But at the same time, you know, I can't pay for all the shipping. That's the thing, isn't it? It's about finding the middle ground. 
and finding something which works for the consumer. And I know in the UK, if we had variable postage prices like that, it would probably cause issues. But in Canada, obviously, customers are used to the fact that because they live in X, they usually have to pay more. So they expect a level of altered shipping costs, depending on what they're getting. And the fact you're, you know, simply just passing on the actual postage cost to people. I don't think there's anything to complain about on that front. And then the flip, so so it makes it really nice and straightforward for you. And then you've still got in the back pocket, ready to deploy when you want to, the big carrot of free shipping to get the orders in when you want to get the orders in. So it's kind of kind of gives you that that balance between what the consumer wants, what's fair to you, and you've still got that promotional angle too. Yeah, for sure. And I, I also do offer, um, because of the nature of my product, because it's fabric and it's light and thin, I was finding that I was losing out on sales where people weren't buying. Because you could buy as little as just half a meter of fabric, which is nothing for me to send. It's like a dollar or something like that. But when I was using sort of my other shipping models, they were ending up paying like you know $15 for maybe like a $9 item. When it came to shipping, so um, I noticed that a lot of these abandoned carts were very small orders. So I developed sort of like a tiered system. So I have like a sort of small package shipping fee, which is just two ninety nine. So if you only want to buy like a meter of fabric, then you can do so and pay two ninety nine. Because for me, it costs just about that to, to mail it. Yeah, and of course, the people placing those small orders—they're either your most passionate customers, or I would assume they're either your most passionate customers who just want—they just need an extra half meter to finish this quilt, or they're the person who's trying you out for the first time. And neither of those do you want to disappoint. <laughs> exactly. So I found that that's been really helpful because I do get you know quite a few orders where it's just like a meter of this or a half meter of that. And then even uh, I noticed too, like any order sort of like under $45 is also quite small as well. So they only pay $5.99. So if you're buying like two meters of fabric, I can send that fairly cheap as well. It's when you're we're getting over 500 grams. And this is getting into like the nitty gritty of shipping <laughs> within Canada. But That's okay. This is good. It's good. <laughs> um, but if your order is over 500 grams, which is usually over two meters of fabric, then that's when you get into the carrier calculated shipping, which is you're looking at sort of around nine to $18, depending on where you live in Canada. It took me a while to kind of like figure all of this out, but at least there are options for people who are not looking to, you know, go crazy buying a lot of fabric, um, but maybe just want to try me out or just have you know, a, something small in mind that they want to make. Um, so I've tried to make shipping as affordable as I can for all of my customers with also the perks of here, you know, having these sales where I do free shipping from time to time. I think shipping is an under-discussed subject and um, I'm sure what you've just very kindly shared with us is going to help a lot of people. I'm sure there'll be a lot of little light bulbs going off amongst the listeners just going, Oh, I could do that. Oh, that would solve the problem because it is, it, it makes such a difference both to the logistics on the back end and to the customer experience on the front end. So, um, so thank you for, for sharing so much of the detail on that. It's much appreciated. Yeah, you're welcome. E commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are shipping is complex. Now there's a better way to manage it all. Send Pro Online by Pitney Bowes. 
easily compare USPS and other shipping options, print labels and stamps on your own printer, track all shipments. Plus, despite the USPS post rates increase in January, you'll still get great discounts on USPS priority mail shipping and get five cents off every letter you send. Sempro Online is only $14.99 per month. You can get a free 30-day trial when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan plus a free £10 scale. That's pb.com slash masterplan. It's time for the Top Tips Round. I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Alana, here we go. The book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Okay, so this is not really a business book, but it's one that I read just before Christmas and I devoured it. Um, but it's, uh, it's called You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. So that is a highly recommended book. And it's one that I've highlighted and reread and recommended to friends. Okay, the next top tip is the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? For me, it's definitely email. Email marketing, if I didn't do that, I would probably lose out on 20% of my sales a month. So I, I highly encourage everyone to get an email list growing and, and start creating content that way. Brilliant advice. Um, you're a woman after my own heart. Love a bit of email. Okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Um, well, definitely for me is my notebook. Uh, you know, I write everything down in there. I set goals for the week for myself in my notebook. Um, uh, I have lists and lists and lists of things I want to do. So if, if I didn't have that, I don't know where I would be. Also my Shopify app. I, I need that and check in with it probably like a billion times a day, partly because I'm addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those are definitely two tools. There is a fine line between essential and addicted <laughs> when it comes to business apps. That and the Instagram apps. <laughs> <laughs> so then the last of the top tips is the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? I think for that, it would be setting goals for yourself, maybe even just on a daily basis. If you want to move the needle on your sales, like just making small goals, like five sales a day or reaching out to a couple customers by email or figuring out who your top customers are and then doing a special email just for them. That really helps you move the needle, but also kind of like puts it into a small scale for you that's more achievable. I love that small scale achievable task that will get you there. Very cool. Okay. Alana, thank you so much for all your top tip answers. Before we say goodbye, though, would you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yeah, for sure. So you can find me at www.fridaysoff.ca. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Fridays Off. Uh, and you can find me on Facebook as well at um, Fridays Off Fabric Shop. Excellent. Alana, thank you so much for being on the e-commerce master plan podcast today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and for getting deep into some of the detail of your business. So thank you so much for sharing it all with us. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. 
Right then, communication and getting that shipping right. It might take you a while to find the right option, but gosh, it's clearly making a difference for Alana. Now, to get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips, links and details of related episodes, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use that search box. If you're enjoying the e-commerce master plan podcast, then please do tell your e-commerce friends about it, whether that be via Instagram, Facebook, over a coffee, a pint, or some kind of non-dairy smoothie. We really don't mind. Um, but please do spread the word because the more listeners we have, the more people we can help. I hope you have a great week and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.